advancing in adversity, how to remain strong, how to remain progressive, how to keep moving forward, how to keep increasing in the midst of troublesome times, in the midst of what is what is known as a pandemic. How can I keep moving forward? How can I keep progressing, making progress in times such as these? And we discussed on last week that perhaps another way to advance, and I need you to hear this, another way that we may advance or can advance in times of adversity is by ridding ourselves of toxic relationships. I need to say that again. Another way to advance in life in general is by ridding ourselves from the presence of toxic people. In other words, we have to take time to eliminate the wrong people from our lives. And just let me share a verse. I'm reminded of a scripture in Hebrews 12 and 1, and I want to read it from God's words translation. And, and you know, I, I say it all the time. People are either propellers moving us forward or they serve as anchors, people holding us down. Verse 1, Galatians, I'm sorry, Hebrews 12 and 1. Since we are surrounded by so many examples of faith, and this is the part I want to focus on. We must get rid of everything that slows us down, especially sin that distracts us. Um, we must run the race that lies ahead of us and never give up. The, the part I want to focus on here is when the writer says we must get rid of Everything that slows us down. I think the original translation said uh, those weights. So, so some things in our lives aren't necessarily uh, sin or things that cause us to miss the mark, but they are weights or things that hold us or slow us down. And sometimes it is the people that's in our environment that's slowing us down. Then he says, especially the sin that distracts us. And oftentimes when we see that word sin, we think someone, what those things that we consider sin. But no, I want you to write this down. That word sin, and of course, you, you know this if you're a member here. It simply means to miss the mark or the target or the bullseye. Sin also means death or separation. Now listen to this. Remember when Adam abdicated the promise. We were separated, alienated from the presence of God. So when you look at sin, I want you to look at it as meaning separation. Listen to this from the fellowship, goodness, resources and influence of the father. <laughs> so it, not only should you let go of those individuals who are slowing you down, but rid yourselves from individuals who are causing a separation from the fellowship, the goodness the resources, and the influences of the Father, not just individuals, but also things. Are you with me? So we want to make sure that we separate. Now, this, this separation here, it's not you losing. I'm not talking about you losing your salvation. I'm talking about you allowing things to create a distance between the fellowship that you have with the Father, the goodness that you have with the Father, His resources. Because here's the thing we have to remember. When I allow that separation to take place, I am no longer 
congruent or in agreement with God. And since I'm not in agreement, I can't have or receive what's mine because I no longer agree. Are you here? I want to get out this information to you. So I'm going to slow it down a bit. So separation from the fellowship, goodness, and resources, influence of the Father. A good, just to give you a good example of this is the parable of the lost son or what we know as the prodigal son. You remember uh, these uh, guys came, or one of the, the actually younger son brother, they came to the father and said, hey man, listen, I want you to divide your inheritance while you're living. Now, I, don't, I don't want mine when you're dead. So the father, and really the, the, the picture or the story of the prodigal son is a picture of God's goodness. It's a picture of his forgiveness. It's a picture of how much he loves the individual. So no matter what you did or done, God loves you with an everlasting love. But the, the, the younger son, he came and, and, you know, he went to the father and said, hey, man, give me my goods. And you know the story. He went out, squandered his goods, ended up uh, serving a man and uh, living in the hog pen. And it, it, it got so bad that the scripture says that even what the pigs ate began to look good for him, good to him. So he came to his senses, thought about the servants where, his, where he lived. And he said, you know what, I'm going to go home. Go say to my father, hey, I've sinned against heaven. I've sinned against you. And what did the father do? Now, I'm bringing you here to a point to show you something. Now, when he got home, notice the father ordered the servants to bring the best robe. And studies suggest it was probably one of his father's robes, which is a sign of dignity, honor, and proof that the son's acceptance was back into, into the family. In other words, man, I'm giving you the best, even though you separated yourself from my goodness and my fellowship. <laughs> you didn't know. Notice the father didn't do it. And a lot of times we can allow the same three things that Satan been using from day one, the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life to cause us to create a, a separation from God's goodness, his fellowship. Are you here? Oh, boy. And the resources and influences of the father. Then, only, then he said, listen, bring the best robe. Give him a ring. Put a ring on his hand, which is a sign, watch this, of authority and sonship. So, so what, when we allow that distance when we allow things to weigh us down, it, we, we lose a piece of our authority. Again, why? Because I'm no longer in agreement with God. Put a ring on his finger, which is a sign of authority and sonship. Sound is on his feet. Now, uh, which is a sign of not being a servant because servants didn't wear shoes. <laughs> Matter of fact, no, no, did they wear expensive clothes or rings. And the point is, notice the son separated himself from the father's goodness, resources, and influence. So that's what we're talking about. Rid yourself of things or individuals that's slowing you down. Are you with me? And see, here's the thing. We, we cannot be afraid to do an analysis of our circle of friends to see whether or not they add value to our life or take away from it. Don't be afraid 
to reevaluate your circle of influence and, and, and see whether or not do they add value to my life or are they taking it away? The, it, it, and I would that you don't allow this to seem somewhat rudimentary or elementary because one of the things we have to understand is that your ability, listen to this, your ability to create the most powerful legacy possible will have much to do with the people you choose to surround yourself with on a daily basis. So your ability to create a positive, powerful legacy has to do with the environment that you dwell in on a daily basis. And I'll submit this, that your commitment, listen to this, your commitment to anything has much to do with whom you are connected to. Your commitment, boy, that was a revelation right there, to anything has much to do with who you're connected to. You look at people who aren't committed to, to, to their marriage, who, who aren't committed to, to, to where they fellowship, who aren't committed <clears throat> to their profession or whatever it may be. I submit to you, a lot of it has to do with their circle of influence. People who aren't committed to, to fellowship, they run with people who aren't committed to anything. Oh, that's why your circle of, I read three verses last week. I guess I need to read them again this week regarding how important it is that we, we take great care in choosing our relationships. We also see that the wrong company can corrupt good habits and the right company will sharpen us. Are you here? Your commitment to anything, write that down, has much to do with who you are connected to. Do you know why people make investments in various areas? Stone, you look like you're receiving. You know why people make investments in various areas? Why? Why do they do it? They're looking for a big return. That's why they make investments. So I said that to say, why keep investing your time and energy into relationships that yield little to no return? Man, I, I, hey, God has too much in store for me to be dwelling in a relationship that has no return. <laughs> and, and watch this. Whatever we want to hear about. <laughs> it, listen, it all has to do with who you're connected to. I want to hear something a little bit more uh, sophisticated. Get in the presence of the right people. L listen, your social circle is an important investment in time of your time and energy. You really have to see this because where the Lord is about, and, and I'm speaking prophetically, where he is about, and the shift has already taken place, but where he is about to take the body of Christ, it's, it, it, it's of great necessity that we begin to surround ourselves and connect with and to the right individuals. 
nothing sabotages a life mission as quickly as the wrong relationships. And so you, you have to be willing to extricate yourself or free yourself from any relationship that does not foster good or growth. And, so, and see, this is important to understand because as Pastor Tracy I'll always say, whenever God wants to bless you, he's going to use people. Whenever the enemy or whenever Satan wants to derail you, he's going to use people. Didn't Satan deceive Eve, who in turn presented the fruit to Adam, and he ate? He used the individual. Are you here? I don't even need to read Proverbs 12, 26, do I? I guess I better. The righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. And see, here's another thing. Building relationships take time that people aren't often aren't off. Building relationships take time that people often aren't willing to dedicate. See, it takes time. We don't want to rush right into this. And I'm going to show you some things. Building relationships take time that people often aren't willing to devote. Before you invest into a relationship, I want you to ask yourself this significant question. How does this person fit into my destiny and purpose? See, remember last week we talked about there are three types of people. Those who help you, those who hurt you, and those who hold you. So we have to ask this question. How does this person fit into my destiny and purpose? There's a reason why we connected. Because, here's, here's, see, you're either the influencer or the one being influenced. And those of us who are disciples of Jesus, of course, some people we meet, hey, I'm the one to plant that seed. Some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. Maybe this person, it, 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 maybe I met, okay, I know what this is. This person is to aid me in my business endeavors. But see, we have to ask the question, how do they fit? It, it's, 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 like a, it's like piece to a puzzle. Just because it looks like it fit doesn't necessarily mean that they are the right fit. So I have to take great care when it comes to building Relationships, Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friends. Does it sound like I'm going fast, pastor? As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens, again, the countenance, the form, the outward appearance of his friend. So in other words, when we are in the presence of the right company, and connections matter, man, connections matter. So when I'm connected to the right group of influences, the, the, the right sphere of influence, my appearance is going to change. Why? Because of what I'm getting. And since that information 
is working internally is going to exude externally. So you're going to see a change. Don't be fooled. I'm still reviewing. Don't be fooled. Bad friends ruin good habits. See, this is all scripture, guys. Your commitment to anything has a lot to do with who you're connected to. Don't fool yourselves. Bad friends will destroy you. I said this last week. And see, again, I'm thinking, okay, Lord, I always go before the Lord. What, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to teach? What do you want? And again, there was an urgency to reiterate this message because, you know, some heard it last week, but we didn't sit down and reevaluate, reevaluate. We didn't do an assessment. It went in one ear and out the other. Listen, this could be to your detriment hanging in the wrong environment. Hey, this even goes for relationships. Our habitation becomes our habits. Our habitation becomes our habits. And you have to remember our community, talking about our social groups, religious groups, or any group where there's a common interest, our communities are contagious. Our communities are contagious. See, it, the reason being because you move, you will move in the direction of the people that you associate with. You move in the direction of the people that you associate with. What does your circle, again, of influence look like? <laughs> Listen, guys, you have to ask the significant question. What does this person have to do with my destiny and purpose? And see... When you realize this, you understand that people come into our lives for, specific, for a specific purpose. And it's our responsibility to be sagacious or wise enough to figure out why. What's the purpose of this? Because, see, start doing it like this. He's either here to help me, hurt me, or, or, or hold me. She's either here to hurt me, help me, or hold me. They're here to either hold me, hurt me, or help me. However way you want to say it, it's going to be one of those three areas. And I need to be discerning enough up front. That's why it's important to ask questions. Are they pouring into you? See, pour into people who pour into you. Because here's the thing. If you are doing all the pouring, you're going to become empty at some point in time. If you, if you do all the pouring, if, if, if I'm doing all the pouring and no one is pouring to me, sooner or later you, you're going to become exasperated. So we have to pour into people who are able to pour into us. <laughs> Again, there are three types of people. Those who what? Help. Those who hurt. 
those who hold. I said this last week that we have to take time to reflect, reflect on, to reflect on and reevaluate those in our personal lives. So that's your homework this week. Since you laid down last week, this is your homework this week. Didn't take it seriously. Play with it a little bit. So this week, your homework assignment is to take some time to reflect on and reevaluate those in your personal life. Again, and ask some questions. You want answers? You have to ask questions. And I said this last week, you don't necessarily need or always need strength to let go of something or someone. What you really need is an understanding. I don't need, listen, I don't need strength to walk away from a toxic relationship or an abusive relationship. No, what I need is some understanding. Like understanding that God still loves me even if I have to divorce myself from this crazy man or this crazy woman. And I can get me another one. Uh-oh. And that's a whole other message. And I, I could take you through that and show you what the scripture meant when it talks about, you know, we, we get stuck on, you know, a man, you know, don't leave his wife except for the cause of fornication. And it goes about how she would commit adultery and this and that. But what was happening, men were divorcing women, but they were not writing or giving them that bill of divorcement. So ultimately, they were committing adultery. They were doing half of what Jesus was addressing the issue. They were doing half of what they were supposed to do. So the women had to go back and get legal. Hey, you need to do this. Or, or the man rather had to come back and say, hey, you need to release her. Right. But, but that's a whole nother mess. I don't want to talk about that right now. But, but let, let me tell you something. God loves you so much. We, we don't serve a God who wants you to be yoked up. Now, now he, here he don't went on about his life. Here she went on, went on about her life. But some religious person told you that you have to remain single. Study a word. So, so before you connect with anybody, ask yourself, what is the history? Notice, no questions, no answers. So let's ask some questions like, what is the history of this person's decisions? I feel the Lord shifting into that relationship vein. This is serious, guys. Even, and I'm encouraging you because, again, see, when you know who you are, you won't settle for these long engagements. And see, there's a reason why people do that. So you've been engaged 10 years? And see, and when you live life without non-negotiables, anything goes. When you have a low opinion and value of yourself, you will accept anything. 
But again, that, has, that, that opinion has to do with your connections. Because if I'm co connected to the right information, and, and I have a life coach like Pastor T, who is giving me the information that I... Why would anybody commit and they get in all the benefits? And, and, here, and ladies, may I encourage you? And, and I'm just encouraging you. And men, you know, let's not act married and we're not married. L listen, don't give him, don't give her the pleasure of thinking that it's that type of party. Now, now, now if you want to be, let, let, let's get some marital counseling. Let's do this thing right and go on and do what it do. Come back on. Somebody just turned off. Come back on. You hear? So before you connect with anybody, ask yourself, what is the history of this person's decisions? Because when you connect with someone, you don't just connect with their personality. You connect with their character. You connect them with their character. And see, their character is revealed by the quality of the decisions that they make. You can tell a person character by the type of decisions that they make. Stop. I keep hearing this. Stop settling, sir. Stop selling, young lady. What kind of decisions are they making? And what's the history, again, of their decisions? And I can, you can look at a person pretty much their lifestyle and tell what type of decisions they make. I'm talking to individuals and couples alike. Ladies, men, and let me ask this question. Ask this question. Whose voice do they respect and trust? Don't follow a man who doesn't respect another man's voice. Or another woman's voice. What I mean by that, of course, we trust man. We have more trust in God than we do man. But the point is you still have to have a level of trust in man. So whose voice do they respect and trust? So you want to marry a man who doesn't respect anybody's voice? He's his own. Nobody tells him what to do. How do you think that relationship's going to turn up? This is of great importance because the voices that they respect and trust is going to determine how they are going to be in their life. And see, so here's the thing you have to understand. You may not be connecting with them. You're connecting to the voice of the person that they respect and trust. So watch this. If, if I'm connected to someone who was submitted up under someone that they respect and trust, they're more inclined to treat me with respect and but if I'm out here going about as a rebel without a cause, there's something to think about. Whose voice, do, who do they listen to? Amen. 
And I thank you, Holy Spirit. And, mo and most people like that, they keep you isolated. Why? Because they don't want you to be influenced by voices. So they keep you isolated, and that way I can manipulate and control you as much as I want to because you're not hearing nobody else's voice. Why? Because they know that if I get the information, that empower me to walk out these doors. What is their daily routine like? What is their daily routine like? See, ask questions. To keep you from getting involved with the wrong person, ask yourself, what is their daily routine like? Show me your daily routine, and I'll show you where you'll end up down the road. What's your daily routine like? Someone once said the secret to success is always found in the daily routine. What's their daily routine? I hear a ping or something in this. What's their daily routine like? Let me close with this one, man. And, and this is particularly for relationships. Again, it's the people. Who are you connected to? What do your connections look like? Listen, how we interact, I'm telling you, how you interact with other people is directly related to who you are connected to. If you're real critical, I submit it, you, you hang around critical people. If it's hard for you to compliment, you're hanging around people who are judgmental, jealous, envious. But if you celebrate others, I submit you hang around people who are self-assured, who know who they are in God. Not, not afraid to applaud another woman, another man for their successes. Why? Because they know they doesn't take anything away from me. What does their face look like? Or faces? Psalm 119, 113 says this. I hate two-faced people, but I love your teachings. See, we recognize people by their faces. In the Hebrew, th there's not a single word for face because... Uh, uh, they know that people have different faces. But th there's not a single word. It's always in the plural form. Faces. You hear? You will recognize them by their faces. Let's use that as an acronym. F stands for their family background. Their family background. When you look at that family background, you discover and this is true, that the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. Now, I'm, shift, I'm talking specifically now about relationships. What does her background, what's her family like? Any history of mental challenges? 
any history of people acting the fool, any history of, of, of not committing, any history of what does this family look like? Does he know, and this is not a slight because and it's not, it, not on his part, but does he know who his father is? Is he connected to his father or his mother? What's his relationship like with his siblings, if he has any? What's his circle of influence look like? See, th these are questions. Again, if I don't ask questions, I don't get answers. So before we court, I need to know your family line. What is your, what does your family look like? Because that'll tell you a lot about the individual. Wow. Faces. A. A, to, A is for attitude. Not just their external looks and their beauty and handsomeness. You want to look at their attitude because the way they are you want to look at the attitude because they may be attractive, watch this, on the outside, but have a very nasty attitude on the inside. And it's nothing like a handsome man or beautiful woman with a dirty disposition, man. You want to talk about ugly and turn off, have a bad attitude. You want to spoil something, have a bad attitude. And see, that's another thing. People get so hooked on the external that they forget to ask questions. And as I always say, there's always signs. There's always warning signs. People just fail to ignore them. Why? Because they don't want to ask questions. C. Is there a compatibility? Are you compatible? You know them by their compatibility. Are we compatible? Relationships? You here? Are you compatible financially? What about from an educational standpoint? Are there stimulating conversations? Because if all you sitting around doing talking about these reality shows, perhaps she's not the one for me. Perhaps he's not the one for me. Are you compatible, beloved, spiritually? What about culturally? You know them by the compatibility component. And, and listen, not just I'm saved and you're saved. Because saved people get divorced all the time. Do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. Again, unbeliever doesn't mean saved or not saved. Anybody who does not have the same beliefs. If we, on if we are on divergent paths relative to our beliefs, we are not in a We are unequally yoked. Why? Because we have two different set of beliefs. So we are never going to be in agreement. Why? Because how can two walk together except they be agreed? So just because he saved and she saved doesn't mean that you're compatible. Wow. Check the compatibility factor. 
do we value the same things about our health, recreation, how we, how our lives? What about our value? See, these are the things people don't ask. Are you compatible? Because it, listen, if you're a health nut and she's not, we're not compatible. There's going to be some tension. If you love Jesus, he doesn't, going to be some tension. I don't care how handsome he is. You hear? If there are certain values that you have, it, 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 there's directly opposed, it's going to be some. E. E is for the experiences that they've had. Being a family background, you know, the, the, the things that they've experienced growing up. What's their experiences from the past like? And see, here's the thing. You, you need to ask these questions because you just don't connect with the person. You connect with everything, everybody that they've, everything they've been through, everybody they've been connected with. So you, you, you're just not co connecting with what you see now. There's a history of experiences there. That's why you have to ask questions. That's why it's so important that once you are born again, you divorce yourself from all toxic relationships, past, whatever. You, you know what? I'm free from all whoever, whoever, wherever. Well, I don't want to bring those experiences into this relationship. So there's experiences. See, you connect with everything that has happened to them. That's why when they snap, you, you are affected by, by something that they experienced. See? Why did you do that? Oh, babe, I'm sorry. It's because my, my father had that experience. So guess what? They picked that habit up. Are you here? And last, S. What are the skills that they bring into the relationship? He might be built like whoever, but does he have any skills? I want a Django Unchained. Does he have <laughs> skills? <laughs> I want a brick house, 36, 24. Does she have built like a brick, whatever? Does she have stacked in the front, stacked however? Does she have skills? <laughs> See, that's what? And we connect with people who have no Skills. <laughs> what skills are they bringing to the table? <laughs> and see, see, that's the thing. You're not going to discover this except you do what? Ask questions. Listen. Who you're connected to, man, it matters. We've seen throughout Scripture that the wrong connection will corrupt good habits. One translation says that the wrong company will destroy you. And, and, and notice last week, and I said again this week, 
Holy Spirit is challenging us to reevaluate not just our connections inside the church, but also outside. If you've been influenced negatively in a negative fashion by a believer, it's time to create a distance between you and that individual. Paul encourages us to do that. If, if there are those on the outside, again, we have, to, we, have, we have to ask the question, why is this person coming into my life? What do, they, what do they have to do with my destiny and purpose? Remember, they're either here to help, hurt, or hold. And you have to ask yourself, are they helping me? Are they hurting me? And let me tell you something. If you're in a relationship and every time you want to celebrate a success, they're very critical, they're condemning, they're, they, you, you, you're here to hurt me. If they can't celebrate you, you're talking about advancing, you're talking about opening up another location, you're talking about, and, 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 and they tell you all the reasons why you can't, are you here to hold me? Are you around people where, where, where I'm getting great wisdom and information, and every time I make a move, it, it, it's a wise move. Why? Because I've been in a company of wise counsel. Your connection matters. I said again, your connection matters. Who are you connected to during this season of, uh, of, of this pandemic, and notice last week I mentioned how things have slowed down. Use this as an opportunity to seek the face of God. Lord, who is it that's slowing me down? Who is it that's weighing me down? And once he reveals them to you, just make the necessary changes. That doesn't mean that, that, that I can't be nice to you. That doesn't mean that I can't be uh, um, I can't say hello, okay, but, but the, the fellowship that we have now, because it's toxic, I have to create a distance. Does that mean we'll never be that close again? I don't know. But I do know if it's toxic now, there needs, it, it, this right here needs to be severed. It needs to be dealt with. And I wouldn't be sharing this message if Holy Spirit would have not placed it in my heart. So, so there's somebody, a lot of somebodies, who are watching this, that Holy Spirit is trying to get you to see that it's the people that you're connected to. It doesn't mean that they're bad, they're just not good for me. So use this week to, stay, to take stock of your environment. For your connection do matter. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.